how is everybody doing? And welcome back for another Strength Chat episode. Today, I've got a very special guest for you all. Today, I'm joined by the under 125 British all-time record holder. He's an online coach and some may say the world's strongest golfer. Today, I'm joined by the one and only Sam Bollins. How are you doing? I'm very good, mate. Thanks for inviting me on. Looking forward to uh, getting stuck in and having a chat. No, no worries at all. Uh, thanks a lot for taking the time to jump on. Um, how are you? What's been happening in your world? What have you been up to recently? Well, it's uh, it's been a crazy last, well, 18 months, two years since I've uh, stopped competing in powerlifting. I mean, more recently now, I'm just focusing on um, trying to set up a few more things for the online coaching. I've just set up a website. I'm trying to um, expand that actually because uh, I'm now getting involved with the long drive scene world's strongest goal as you mentioned that <laughs> the, the least likely transition ever from powerlifting into golf um, and now I'm just I'm learning more so about that side of things the training the mobility required the more speed explosive stuff and the plan is to be able to offer some of that training for um, would be golfers and, and sports enthusiasts to expand that because my coaching's kind of more been directly for powerlifting, strength training. But I want to expand that into other areas um, that, for other sports. So I'm, I'm learning and I'm trying to expand the coaching and then just the normal stuff, just training and work and socialising and whatnot. Oh, cool. And have you, have you, because especially um, the, the stuff that you've shared with golf, I'm crap at golf, I'm, I'm rubbish, but it's always one of those things where I think, oh, I'd love to give that a go. Have you always golfed or is that just literally something, so, something new? Yeah, no, what it was, when I, when I was at school, the last couple of years of school, uh, and then when I left school, I actually tried to turn professional. Um, I got down to a handicap of four, basically I think a handicap of four and under, you can apply to do a course through the PGA to become professional. Now there's different levels of professionals that would have, you know, under four and you might be able to become a club professional and teach people. Right. It's not like I was anywhere near good enough to, to play on tour or anything like that. So <laughs> just clear that up. Um, so, and then I like discovered cars, women, <laughs> sold my golf clubs. Um, and had a big gap, you know, started going out and went, got into the gym. It's about 15, 18 years um, gap before I got my golf clubs again. I bought my golf clubs when I stopped powerlifting. Um, and I had the, you know, the fundamentals, the technique, whatnot from back then that was still kind of there. And then from the years of strength training um, and, and then applying myself to, 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 to get better at that, I soon started realising that, I could hit it pretty far. Some of, these guys, some of these guys who are competing professionally or, you know, going across to these competitions, I was hitting it further than them. I was like, oh, here we go. Let's have a crack at this then, shall we? <laughs> oh, cool. I, I bet that's because I know... It, I mean, we'll get into this uh, probably a little bit later on as well, but um, it must be uh, quite refreshing doing something different. You can see there thinking, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give this a go because... I ended up stopping playing as much rugby, got into powerlifting, and then kind of went back to rugby a little bit. But because I enjoyed it, it was fun. It was something. It, it was something different. Um, 
So, oh, cool. Um, so I think if you're if you're that way, if you're a driven person or you're the type of person that likes to uh, apply yourself to something, and you know you get you, you find it rewarding to progress, um, you kind of need something. You need. To, I'm, I'm trying not to let it take over too much because I'm all I'm all about balance these days. Um, but it is good for me. It's good. And I think it's good for most people to have something that they can put their efforts into and, and um, get the rewards when they start to progress from it. Yeah, definitely. I think the key thing that you said there is balance because, you know, there's stress going on with, you know, other things and, you know, every, everyone's got something going on to have something um, that they can just switch off and go, go off and go off and do and enjoy. I think it's important. Uh, obviously, you touched on about, um, you know, having stopping um, powerlifting and probably a lot of people have heard of you from, you know, your, your, your powerlifting exploits. But for anyone listening who might not know your background, how you got involved in training and, and powerlifting, just want to give a little bit of a background to yourself? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll try and I'll summarise the like 15 <laughs> years of training as best as I can. Uh, so the first, the reason why I actually joined the gym was, and I think if, if most men are being honest, <laughs> most men are being honest, it was to look better for women. <laughs> That's why I went. I wanted to look better. I wanted to go out at weekend and, you know, get a nice girl. Um, so I started going to the gym for, well, self-confidence, you know, let's yeah. call it that. Um, and I, I started getting into it and um, without getting too deep, but I, like, I, I, I was a little bit insecure as a younger lad so I got really like focused in on it and um got a little I, I, I pushed myself a little bit more than most people and right. um got in shape for a few lads holidays um ended up doing a bodybuilding competition for that this was probably like eight years of training ten years of training and then I saw a powerlifting gym online posting up some of the lifts that the members were doing and it, it kind of blew my mind to be fair and, and one of my mates trained there it's called iron athlete gym in sheffield um and i went down to have to check it out and i've always generally been quite strong and up to that point when i was training in commercial gyms just wanting to get shape i was i was probably one of the strongest guys in there but you only needed to bench like 120 140 kilos for people's minds to be blown in a commercial <laughs> gym um, and I was soon humbled when I went to this powerlifting gym. There was guys in there benching 220, deadlifting 300 kilos. Um, but I, anyway, I, I was still fairly strong for my weight. And um, after I did a couple of bodybuilding competitions, they just weren't for me. Um, I just didn't enjoy that process. Um, I, I had to go up powerlifting and, and soon discovered that, you know what, actually, I'm, I'm pretty strong. Um, I used to I used to work at a garage, a mechanic. I was a mechanic years ago, and I was like a rake before I started. Painting. Oh, what was that? Did you get that then? Was that me or you? Oh, I don't know. It must have been. It must have been. So I, I started watching Stranger Things last night. So every anything oh, that happened, anything that happened, like, whoa! <laughs> egg, that, don't want that, that wet mushy guy to come out, yeah. start sliding around. <laughs> what was the last thing you heard me say? Um, that you used to work as a uh, used to work as, uh, as mechanic. As a mechanic, yeah. And I was like a rake before I went to the gym, and they says, "Get Garth out." 
They used to call me Garth because they said I had long strength. <laughs> to put, when Garth had run out of batteries, I'd come and push him, even though I was like the skinniest there. Um, but anyway, I got I really got into that. I excelled. I've always been a competitive person. And like anything, if you're good at it, you tend to enjoy it more. Um, and after maybe a year, 18 months of strength training, I, I entered my first powerlifting competition. My first powerlifting comp. I can't remember the dates. I, I, I competed in powerlifting for about three or four years. And it was about five years-ish of strength training. My first competition, my best lift, I think it was a 305 kilo squat, a 200 kilo bench, and a 340 kilo deadlift. And that was 845 kilos. Um, and then I eventually went out, did a few more competitions, won the, the, the Brits and then got an invite to Pro Raw in, over in Australia. Um, I finished second in that competition. And then I came back over and last time I competed was at the Irish Pro and I totaled a thousand kilos, uh, squatting 400 kilos, deadlifting, uh, sorry, uh, benching 227.5 kilos. Uh, and deadlifting 372.5 kilos. But I only managed to get my first deadlift because I tore my hamstring on my second attempt, which would have been uh, for the highest, at the time, the highest total any Brit had done, regardless of weight class. And then unfortunately, because of COVID, I never got to compete again. Um, I did do a mock meet because uh, oh, I actually flew out to Australia when COVID kicked in. Um, you know, it's five days before I was supposed to be competing at Pro Raw that they cancelled the competition. Um, so I decided to just test my maxes anyway under competition scenario, two, two hour way in, going, you know, giving myself not very long to warm up for the next, did all three lifts on the same day. And I, what was it, 1,015, I think I, I totaled there, 410 squat, 225 bench, and a 380 kilo deadlift but unofficial that's not that's not what i've got down in um on, on paper yeah. but i like to get it in there because i'm like <laughs> i always struggle on that <laughs> oh, cool. you'll always feel like that thing no matter when you walk away you'll always feel like you can do more so yeah <clears throat> and especially when you've said there about training before and then getting involved in powerlifting it's a little uh, the more I've got involved in powerlifting, you hear about other lifters and you kind of uh, become part of that that community and see people from other gyms and competitions and those sorts of things, especially with like the numbers that you that you've put up and the you know the, the records that you kind of when you've got involved in powerlifting, who were kind of your influences and as you look at you know a lifter of um, what you've done or well, who does who does he look at? Who does he think? Oh yeah, actually, I learned a lot from that. You know, from other lifters, maybe getting involved in powerlifting. Well, so where I'm, I'd say I didn't. I'm, I'm one of the. I don't really. I can't really. The first, in fact, the first person I actually idolised, I would say, is probably Delroy McQueen, right. um, because I remember thinking, "I'm the dog's bollocks." Me thinking after I deadlifted 300 kilos, yet yet to learn what true strength was. I think, you know, I thought I, I, I've got to be one of the best in Britain. You know, I've done 
seven plates for a deadlift, you know, no one else is near me. And then like I saw Delroy McQueen like deadlifting 800 pounds. I was like, who's this geezer? So I, and I really admire, I, I admire Del, not just because of his strength, um, but the way he conducted himself as well. He's always been a humble lifter, uh, a technically good lifter, you know, um, without getting too polit- political, like some, <laughs> some totals are better than others because of the standards of how they were judged. Um, and that's all I'll say. Um, so I, Delroy was the person that I maybe like looked up to. And when I surpassed his total, that really meant a lot to me. Not because I dislike him or anything, but because it was like, wow. I remember yeah. thinking Delroy McQueen's got unattainable strength. But who I actually learned from was an accumulation from a lot of people. So there was some very knowledgeable guys down at Iron Athlete Gym, that first gym in Sheffield that I joined, that I used to... Um, pick the brains off, and there was, there was Martin. I can't remember his surname. He won't listen to this. He's never <laughs> um, but he used to train with um, who was that? Martin uh, Reeves, strongman from Sheffield. Um, oh, yeah. So he, he he knew a lot. I'd always go to him, ask him his advice. Um, Andy Bolton, Jim Nuttall um, used to speak to them, and. To be honest, it was a lot of trial and error figuring it out myself in the beginning. And then eventually when I got a coach, um, it was Australian strength coach, Sebastian Oreb, or as I'll refer to him from now on, Baz. So Baz, you know, I'd learned a lot up to the point I I, um, was coached by him um, from different lifters and trial and error. And I thought what I was doing was working because I think I totaled 940 and 950 before him. But it was, when I started working with him, it was, it opened my eyes to everything else. Like the reasons why we're doing what we're doing, just understanding so, so much more and including a lot more. I was doing a lot of good stuff already, um, but it was the best decision I, I ever made working with Baz. Um, because it, I, I kind, kind of consider it was a mate, he was a coach, and he was a mentor. Um, I used to ask him a lot of questions, went to a few of his seminars, and the, the knowledge that I gained from that, not only did it help me in my lifting, but now in my coaching, um, you know, it's, it's, it helps me in that, and it's really rewarding to, to help him. You know, I've, I've, since I've started coaching, I've helped two other lifters take all-time records. Uh, Tom, Tom Smith got the, the deadlift record in my weight class. Um, he got an official 380 kilos. Um, <laughs> and then Nick Whitecross got the all-time Scottish record in bench press. Um, so it's good, you know, like, it's really, it's really good. to that, that was such a good investment. And, and, and I would say he's the person who I learned the most from. But it was a, it was a lot of different lifters and trial and error. Um, but the depth of knowledge I got from Baz was just, it kind of opened my eyes to how far behind we are maybe in this country sometimes. Not, I'm not right. talking everybody with a brush, same brush, but there's a lot that, a lot of mistakes I, I see, um, particularly at the higher end, believe it or not, that stops right. people getting further on than what they, they could do, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I think what you've what you've said there, especially you know speaking to you know other guys in the gym or uh, what a lot of people are probably doing 
uh, okay at, you know, maybe doing their own programming, training, and using things, using things in the gym. Whereas it's uh, what I mean, yeah, Daft saying, but you don't know what you don't know. So until someone says, yeah, yeah. actually, 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 give give this a go, do you? What was there? Because especially, especially we working someone as a as a coach such as. Um, I always, I always feel a bit cheeky calling him Baz. I feel like I need to say his, no, no. say his full name. What's the, uh, what's the like sort of biggest lessons or changes that happened when you started working with with, with Baz in terms in terms of coaching? Because you got to a pretty good standard. How do you then, do you know what I mean? Get get more. I, I would, I would say that probably the biggest changes was understanding um, less is more um, when you get to a certain level of strength. Uh, and putting trust in that. The technique, perfecting technique and understanding how critical and important that is um, and just tweaking and, and, and understand it's got a really good way of putting information across, Baz, um, with the cues and, you know, how he explains things. He's got, he's got a really a, a, a gift for teaching and getting people to understand. Uh, so it's lifting technique, but it was also the importance of the accessory work or the, the accessory work as people call it, um, but basically being to, to not so much, I think accessory work is, is viewed as, I think more so in this country, I don't know, well, that's where you experience it, as kind of um, other strengthening exercises, like something for my lockout, something for my start, the starting position on deadlift um, or my sticking point. Um, and that, that's not how I approach um, accessory work 90% of the time. It's more for structure, being structurally balanced. Um, and that, that, again, is huge. So it's those three components, um, incorporating the right accessory movements, perfecting the technique or getting as close to perfect as you can, and actually like understanding what's the right intensity and training volume. Um, and, I, you know, actually, another one, um, the work that you do outside of the gym. So from, from asking him, you know, he's worked with, you know, Afro Bjornsson. Um, I'm, I'm asking him, what, what can I do? And he always goes, well, Thor does this, Thor does this, Thor does this, or I found that I do this. And um, it was putting extra effort into um, the other hours, you know, the 22 other hours outside of the gym making sure I got eight hours sleep. I was um, always making sure I was hydrated. You know, I got it was obsessive, really, with meals, hydration, sleep, trying to keep low stress levels, um, making sure that I was as close to 100% as I could be for every training session. If, if I was driving for a long day, if I'd, like sometimes I'd have days where I'd do six hours driving, the day before I'd take that into consideration for my next, for the deadlift session, should I put that back a day um, so it was, it, was a, it was a collection of everything to feel like I, I ticked as many boxes as I could to, to bring the best out of me. Um, and there's, there's, no, there's no real one thing. It's an accumulation of all sorts of different things. If you really want to excel and be good at something, like I mean, like world class, you need to, put, you need to be covering as many things as you can over a long period of time now that's the, the side of it that's not doesn't sound very sexy that does it when you're trying to sell something you go you're gonna to have to do this for two years solid 
<laughs> if you want if you want to get to where you want to get to and then if you want to get even further it's going to take even longer and you have to be even more consistent but that's that's basically you know what it takes um and it got that was just the, the knowledge and then my own drive that i feel got me to where i was do you think because it's that thing of um uh, got to a pretty good total do you think if um, you hadn't got that extra knowledge learning about the, the other things because you hit the nail on the head there of um, you've got to keep doing it, you've got to be consistent with it and it's and it's going to take time, which I think some people think, oh, I'm just going to do a 12-week programme and I want to get really strong, but then you've got to do another 12-week programme, then you've got another and, 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 and keep doing it. Do you think you would have got you know the, the total uh, that, that you got by getting there yourself, or do you think like you needed that knowledge of you know the the accessory exercises, technique, you know recovery, all, all those other things to because I think everything has a knock on effect on everything. You know, like what you said, driving for for six hours that might have a knock on effect on your sleep or your stress, and then that might affect your affect your training session. Do you think it would have it would have ended that way? Um, my ego is screaming, "You would have done it anyway, regardless. <laughs> you would have done it." But um, no, I'd say probably not, because uh, what would have happened, um, I don't know, it was hard to say what would have yeah. happened, but all of those things, they they add a little bit, you know, maybe if I'd not had um, all the accessories to make sure I was structurally balanced, I might have got injured more often, and, and that would have prevented my um, progression. I might have burnt out, you know, I might not have actually been able to figure out what's the right amount of training volume. And then when you, you've not, the other thing that's massive as well, when you've um, got a coach is it takes the emotion out of the numbers. You know, you get attached to these numbers that you think you need to hit. And, um, you know, you, you want to hit, if you're doing a, a phase of like five, five reps, maybe doing a four week phase of five reps, in your head, it's like, right, my five rep max on that is this. So I want to hit this at the end of that phase. And that's not always the best way to approach your training. You've got a coach who's like, I don't give a shit what you've got. <laughs> you've got five rep maxes. I'm going to give you what you need to get strong. And we're going to stay in these parameters that you need to stay within for you to be able to excel without being at risk of injury. Yeah. And um, that's, that's something that that's, plays a part too. Um, because we have we've all got an ego and it's hard to no matter as much as we think, you know, we might know this, it's it's easy for that voice to get the better of us and make decisions more on what you know what we want to do rather than what we probably should do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. And I know you know that question is kind of like um you're just you're predicting the future or thinking, you know, what what could could have happened. But one thing that you that you touched on, obviously, having Baz as a, as a mentor as well, because I think you, I, I've seen it at competitions where um people go in and their openers are like they're they're just like grinding it on the on the squat and it's kind of like I wonder what would happen if they had someone there. I always think of it like a, a manager on sidelines, just like for rugby or football, just looking and being like, right, actually, I think I think this will be a, a good thing. And uh, especially in, in in strength sports, I think sometimes, especially maybe people just getting involved in in strength sports or powerlifting, um, they want to put that ego on. Whereas actually, you know, you can you can build up to it and build the total and and, and go from there. Yeah, it's um, it's experience a lot of that. I mean, and ego 
so it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one because you do see it quite often. You go to a powerlifting competition, you see someone in the warm-up room and you, you're thinking, that's like, what, being nine? what's going on now? <laughs> Why are you doing that? And then he comes out, bails his opener. Um, and you never know whether that's just lack of experience, whether it's ego, or the other component is when you get blow smokery, is what I call it, um, online. You know, not a lot of people want to be that guy who goes, me, that looks a little bit heavy there. You might want to back, back <laughs> off. Cutting depth on that squat, maybe perhaps, or they're just like, nice one, bro. For have a fire emoji, like, <laughs> gonna kill it, bro. Um, and it's like, that's part, like, I think that can play a part too. Um, and you get a reality check, um, when you go into competition. So, you know, again, having that coach, I am, I am that coach who, like, if they're not hitting depth on their squats, I'm like, sorry, mate, you're doing that again next week. You're not, you're not, you're not going up every year. We're not. Ch- you, you need to nail this before we build up because um, that's that, that's just that's just the way I am. I'd, I'd rather do that and send them into competition prepared um, than indulge their ego. And yeah. that's that. I think that's a coach's job to pay. Tell, tell them what they need to do, not what they want to hear. Definitely, I think I think I think what you've said there, you know, it's um, uh, send them into a competition prepared. I think, and as well, you know, when we're talking about depth, depth, and and all these other things, it's just being honest. Because if not, you're thinking you're going to be really strong, and then you can be kind of humbled a little bit when you go to a competition. When you were talking there about uh, knowledge and and seeing other things going on, what sprung uh, uh, to mind was. Uh, there was a competition, uh, it must have been last year, and um, I took a guy and uh, he was, uh, we were warming up and it was getting to getting to deadlifts and it was getting to the final deadlifts and everyone was getting hepped up in, in warm-up room. And I just turned to my right and it was the coach who was uh, doing this to his lifter was chalk on his legs. And do you know when you just kind of turn and look? Chalk, not baby powder, chalk. Yeah. And do you know, <laughs> just think... And there was like there was another there was another coach that I know uh, I think he uh, I think he trains in uh, Jim and I looked and we kind of like locked eyes and was like that's chalk and he's putting on so he just had to say look well actually um, the, uh, the the coach didn't know and he was just like oh, I, was, I was thinking more about grip I was like you don't want out gripping to your leg uh, when you when you're doing a deadlift but then that's a case of you know it's not trying to even though it's funny now, say, say it's, that, it's that it's that thing of at the time. It's like, no, mate, don't be don't be doing that because I do generally think about um, like what you mentioned about Baz trying to pass pass knowledge on, like doing the seminars, um, you jumping on this podcast as well, you know, sharing sharing things in terms of this is going to be the best because ultimately everyone wants to get stronger. There's no um, uh, magic formula. It's yeah. just a case of this is this is what we want to be want to be working on. Um, one thing that you said, uh, uh, all those things outside of the gym, uh, trying to build uh, that, that, that total um, and sort of dedicating to it, um, from having a time when you dedicated a lot to powerlifting and now, like at start at podcast saying, you've, you know, a bit more balance, a bit more balance now. What were sort of the biggest um, challenges, not, not so much to, uh, the, the training side of things, but in terms of lifestyle as well, compared to how it, how it is now, seen as though you've had sort of both ends of the of the spectrum, if you like? Um, that's a good question, that, because it's tough. 
it's it's hard, you know. It's hard when you've gone from uh, putting so much time and effort and almost placed an an identity um, on something that you know I I was I excelled at um, to remove yourself and then like have that hole and fill it enough to be content. It's it, I'm still figuring it out to a degree because. Um, the, one of the reasons why I stopped powerlifting, there was there was a few. I wasn't really happy doing it, but it was starting to create relationship issues. But more so in the fact that uh, the, it was, she's my ex now. She was worried that I wasn't ever going to stop powerlifting. I did have a time frame on it, and I came to the conclusion that I wasn't enjoying it. But then when I stopped, um, still figuring a lot out about yourself and understanding what was that drive that I had because it's not the kind of dedication that I had to it it's it wasn't um a normal amount hence the reason why I excelled so much um so getting maybe getting a bit deep it was it was I've had to kind of ask questions why it did why why did that mean so much to me what was it that drove me to um want to excel so much in powerlifting and then I've, I've, I've I'm still tampering with the, the right balance at the moment I, you know I, I go to the gym quite frequently I keep myself busy um and I, I, I because I'm single at the moment as well I have a lot of time so the way that I'm living I, I go to the gym almost twice a day well most Monday to Friday I'm in the gym twice I go in the morning I went this morning did some cardio did some stretching um, and then I'll either be at the driving range or the gym tonight. Yeah. Um, it doesn't sound very balanced at the moment. <laughs> but I live on my own. I, I'm single, and uh, a lot of my mates are chapped up with missus. So I, I don't um, have much. I enjoy doing it, but yeah. the 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 difference is now um, it's just a bit more of a relaxed approach. I do it because I enjoy it. If I find that it's stressing me out, I don't feel like, hold on, you don't need to do this. There's no, there's no, um, uh, there's no pressure. Um, and I, I, I don't know. It's, it, that's, that's a tough one to answer because I've not, I've not got the, the, the answer myself completely at the moment. Um, yeah. but I, 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 I just, it is a lot different, um, the way I go about things now, I'm not, I'm not regimented. I don't, you know, before it was like Monday's like pressing day, Tuesday's squats, Thursday's another secondary pressing day, Saturday, that's deadlifts. And then I have a recovery day, Sunday, I've got a sports massage on Wednesday, you know, I can't go on holiday if it's like before, before it's a competition or, you know, that's, that's what's different now. It's if I, if I want to go on holiday in a couple of weeks, I'll just book it. Um, And I think, well, so what if I'm meant to be getting better for a long drive competition? I don't want that lifestyle anymore. Yeah. Um, I know, obviously. Yeah. When you said there, not having an answer, I know it's that it's that thing of we've, we've any transition of it. And um, especially from, you know, when you see uh, the the tour that you pop and it's like, oh, right. So what tour is, what tour is going to do, do again? But, you know, I find it resonating. Away, like I said, when it did rugby, went and did other things, and 
try and ask questions that are on topic from you know the the, the clients that I work with and I, I think especially during COVID when um because I think powerlifting is one of them sports where you do I'm a powerlifter it's a little bit like CrossFit I'm a I, I'm a I'm a CrossFitter but in your Whereas, bio uh, yeah, definitely. And when and and when you know COVID hit, and obviously you know things are, are relatively back to normal now. Um, like I didn't have a squat rack at home. I I had two kettlebells and a, and a strongman log, and it's like, oh, what do I do now? A lot of other uh, 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 people that I, that I coach didn't have equipment at home. So what do you do? And it's kind of like you look up from from posting your PB on Instagram and be like, oh, I'm going to do other things. And, and put your efforts into different areas. And I think, you know, some people uh, in, in some shape or form struggle with that to find that, look, powerlifting and strength training is always going to be there, but it's just that thing of what else um, uh, what else uh, can you do and have that balance and, 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 and enjoy it because you can, you, can, you, can dip, you can dip in and out of it. Um, it's such an individual thing because um, for me, um, and I don't, I don't. I think it's important to kind of have these conversations. For me, um, it was it was more down to being insecure and and having a really strong drive to kind of um, prove myself. Um, and that kind of stemmed from just when I was young. I lost my dad at a young age, and for my for my own reasons, that that's just the way I turned out as a person. And um, it got to an unhealthy degree. Um, but more recently, I still understand, I kind of get the reasons why I have that motivation, but I just have to manage it. Um, but somebody, you know, because we're all, we're all fucked up in our own, <laughs> in our own ways. Like we've all had trauma to a degree while, while we're younger to varying amounts and it, and it affects the person you develop into. Um, so what's been incredibly healthy for me these last uh, 10, 11 months is to be able to uh, to understand who I am, why I am, the way I am, and then kind of think what's the best way to live my life with the way that I am. But these are the, these are the these are the things that I do because that's the way I am. For yeah. you, it might be completely different. You might have a complete, you know, people have a completely re healthy relationship with powerlifting because they haven't dealt with that, and it's it could be really boosting their self esteem and. Um, doing a lot of beneficial things, um, but equally, there could be a lot of people out there that are suffering with similar things that may, you know, it might do them so some good to question what drives them, um, and it all comes under that umbrella of the mental health um, discussion and feeling comfortable saying, you know, I'm insecure. I don't, I don't, I don't feel happy. I'm not, I, you know, there's this, there's that going on. Um, and I, and that's something, again, I've realised uh, in recent history that is, is more prevalent than, than you realise. Until you go through something, you don't, you don't realise how important it is to, to, to talk about stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Because it is that thing of, you know, when we, when we speak there, uh, again, it might be a, a bit of a, a bit of a tangent in terms of, in terms of, because, you know, uh, we spoke about having a coach technique programming, how we how you do things like that. But um, one thing that you said there is, at, at one point you didn't want to do powerlifting. It becomes then all too, you know, consuming, and then it's you know having to think about other things. When you said there actually about um, 
I watched uh, Greg Davies do do stand up, and he said like we're all we're all mental at, at at one point, and he did like a load of, a load of phrases, and that's true because I had uh, I had a consult with a woman, and we were like right, so what's your goals? What is it? Uh, what is it that you want to do? And um, she kept saying this phrase like oh I want to be in it says oh I want to be in my own action movie, and she kept like referring to Die Hard, and I was like all right, so I said do you just want to be the female John McClane? And she went. Yeah, and then her eyes lit up, and it's that thing of everyone's got their own like little bit of madness or, or anything like that. And I think it's good to do, you know, the, the, the other things like you know, not hacking it at a golf ball pretty fast, right? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this a go and and and, and, uh, and have that um, that that part that part a little bit more. One, one question on that: Did you do you think that to um, Session is the is the right word, but that sort no, of that that, that that focus. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's levels. It's levels. It depends. If you really want to get, you know, that the, there's. If you want to become one of the world's best at something, yeah, you've got to be obsessed with it. You don't, you know, there's a reason there's not loads of people walking around that totaled a thousand kilos or, you know, or squatted 410 kilos or what, whatever it is, not, I don't want to make references to myself, but whoever the top um, echelon of people are, they eat, sleep, breathe it. Um, and that's, when you take anything to an extreme, it's, it can get to the stage where it might not be good for you. You know, yeah. going for a jog, that's, you know, that's healthy. You know, as long as you, you don't do too much, I mean, shin splints can creep in, but, you know, um, but then you, 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 you ultra marathons, <laughs> people do them. <laughs> and they like, you know, that's, they take it anything to the extreme. And that's kind of what powerlifting is when you start pushing um, the limits. Um, I mean, um, body weight um, is usually a, 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 you know, a popular one that, people can get a little bit carried away with and not, not actually think, you know, cause I've lost 20 kilos since um, right. when I was powerlifting. Um, I was a, a lot bigger than what I was. I was wearing a CPAP machine to sleep. Um, even though I was, I was walking around 125 kilos and for a powerlifter, I was, I was fairly lean, but it takes a toll. It takes a toll on your body. Um, and Again, people, if you get obsessed with it and you take it to the extreme, you know, there's lots of people with 150, 160, 170, 180 kilos, yeah. and they're just, all they care about is getting stronger. Um, there was a powerlifter, a fairly well-known powerlifter in the UK who, who um, passed away during COVID, um, a chap from Liverpool, and... He would, I don't know whether this is disrespectful or, or, or not, but I often, I felt so bad. I felt really sad. I didn't really know him that well, but when I saw the news that he passed away, I just, I was so sad for his family. And a, a big part, it was at the same time as when I'd stopped powerlifting or soon after that, I couldn't help but think that if he wasn't so obsessed with be, being this, you know, big, strong power lifter used to post meals that he'd eat that were 
you know, incre incredibly unhealthy, saying he was carving up. Um, and, he, and he passed away, you know, health, I think he had breathing problems from COVID. And obviously, I don't think that, like, there's not many people that do, that happens to are, uh, you know, are healthy. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, taking it to the extreme, perhaps. But that is how it can make people. That, uh, who, nobody get to that stage where people, all they care about is getting stronger. And they'll, they'll, they'll um, make sacrifices everywhere, including their health, to do that. Uh, and that's when I think, you, you, you know, maybe you need to take a step back and, uh, and review. Yeah. I know there's, I, I know that it's kind of like extreme examples, but you, you do hear um, uh, of the, especially the health issues. Have you ever watched, um, can't watch, uh, West Side, West Side versus the world. Uh, West Side, yeah. yeah. West Side versus the world. And then um, there's a, there's a bit in, there's a bit in there. And if anyone hasn't watched it, I'd, I'd recommend watching it because it is, it is a good film, but also it gives you an insight into, there's a bit where he's um, sat talk. Well, you know, sadly Louis, Louis Simmons obviously passed away now, but he's sat talking to um, uh, one of the lifters saying, I think you should go up a weight class. And there's a bit, and he just goes, I don't think I can eat anymore. Like it's at that risk of what's that balance between sort of health and an extra few kilos on the bar, which, um, I think on a maybe uh, people just getting into um, a powerlift or anything like that, it's not kind of like scaremongering and being like, you have to yeah, get as yeah. heavy as you can. It's just that thing of community and everything else surrounding that. However, it's that thing of that you, you can do it and have that balance. When you, when you said about, um, especially now in terms of, you know, having, having lost, 20 kilos in terms of probably the the movement that you can access now because obviously squatting uh squat and deadlift just straight up and down to then going to go golf have you found that you've accessed movements that you maybe haven't accessed when you've been doing uh powerlifting and um in terms of sort of like the maybe the injury injuries or niggles or or anything like that um is that quite a big change it is i've yeah, I've, I've noticed quite a significant difference. I can put my socks on very easily these days. I haven't quite mastered self-fellatio yet, <laughs> but I'm still trying. <laughs> no, but I mean, it is, it's, it's a, a massive, massive difference. Uh, from losing 20 kilos, I do yoga, I'm stretching twice a day. Um, I'd say I'm relatively mobile for a guy of my size now. Um, and... I, so, so this is a little bit count, not not well, not count contrary to what I said before. But before, I wouldn't do really any stretching when I was powerlifting. I would do mobility and activation work before I trained because, like you mentioned, the level of mobility required for powerlifting is fairly low, and I personally didn't believe, and I still believe that I don't think stretching adds anything to powerlifting and your, your capability of squat, bench and deadlift unless you cannot achieve, you know, depth on squats. Um, in terms, if you just want to be a squat, bench, deadlift machine, which is all I was concerned about, um, you don't need to stretch. But... It feels damn good. It feels, <laughs> it's nice having a stretch, but it also, it feels, you know, day-to-day -day life, you know, putting your belt on, 
Just yeah. honestly, it's something like I would before when I was a lot bigger, turn around, I'm like having to really try to, to grab the belt and like pull my arm or just wash my back and wash, you know, putting the phone to my ear, I'd have to use my other hand because it would it would be so so much effort to bring my hand yeah. that close to my head. Um so I would recommend the stretching just for the sake of feeling more functional in life and just everything not being an effort. You know, if you let, if you're on the floor, getting back up, it's not a two man job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, I wanted to ask that because it is that thing of, um, I, I, I agree with it, with, with the stretching side of things. I think you need to be uh, uh, mobile and it's again, it's, uh, adding in things that are specific for the purpose of what you want to be. So if we're being a, a squat bench deadlift machine, right, this is the this is the focus that you want to be on. Whereas I want to ask that because especially sometimes it's that standing standing joke of with, with powerlifters of, oh, right, I can't do this, I can't move to do this. Whereas actually it just goes to show that, um, you know, even though that you're still training, that's still just adding these things in, it is possible. It's not just a case of once you're tagged as a powerlifter, it's like, Right, that's it. All those movements are being are being t- being taken away from you now. Um, quite a lot of topics uh, chatted about there, and a, 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 a few tangents thrown in as well. Um, the last question that I like to ask, though, is that from everything that we've chatted about there, for everyone listening, what would be your take home points or words of wisdom? That's a, that's a tough one to consider. You're going to drop it with that bombshell. <laughs> yeah, just because there's been a, a, a wide variety from mental health to self ratio. <laughs> We've got it all. We've got it all. Oh, but, um, I suppose this is more specifically for powerlifting. So I'm, I'm, I'll probably split it into two. Um, if you want to progress and achieve you know, your goals and ambitions in the gym. It's a combination of knowledge, patience, and consistency. So always remember that. But on the the, the, the mental health side of things, um, just take a moment to truly question what it is that motivates you, that makes this mean so much to you. You might have a healthy level of dedication to it. You might not, but it's worthwhile just asking that question and giving yourself an honest answer um, because you might find what you're searching for um, is not going to give you what you need. And that's, that's probably, I'll leave that as vague as, as that, but that's, 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 that's probably the, the best piece, two pieces of advice I could give to everybody. Oh, I, think I think they're two really good uh, words of wisdom to finish on. And, uh, for myself, I know, um, especially sort of the, the the back end of last year, thinking about right, actually, do I want to take a little bit of time away from powerlifting or or, or, or anything like that? I think you know it's important to because ultimately, like um, you said at the start, right, I want to start going to the gym so um, I can I can look better, I can I can increase confidence, but also people start going to the gym because you enjoy it. You go with your mates or your see mates there, or anything like that, and I I think sometimes with everything out there saying you've got to do this this is got you what you've got to do if you don't hit this you, you can't do this whereas actually you know all those things are going it's like it's like rugby rugby's always been there all right i'm a bit rusty i'm a, I'm a bit i mean i want ever the uh, best passer in the world um but uh it's that thing of you know it's always it's always going to be there you can always dip back into it and i think sometimes um it's a it, 
there's other things to look at. Um, thanks yeah. a lot, Sam, for, for taking the time to jump on. Really enjoyed chatting with you today. Um, if uh, anyone has any questions about what we've chatted about, want to get involved in coaching with you or or reach out and, and, and see the content that you put out there, where can people find you or, or reach out to you? Well, I've got, um, I've just set up um, a new Facebook page, actually, that's a new one. So SB Performance on Facebook. I've also just changed my Instagram name on, uh, I've just changed it to business only, coaching only. Just looking at the phone, checking. <laughs> SB Performance Coaching on Instagram. And my website's on there as well. If you want to click, send an inquiry or send me a DM, ask any questions. Um my inbox is open, not just with like training, but you know, if, if I've touched on something which you feel like struck a chord, um, the mental health side of things, I don't mind talking about that either. Because uh, yeah, it's it's been an interesting transition coming away from powerlifting, and I've had a few messages about that. So yeah, uh, if, if, for, for both side of things, I'm, uh, I'm I'm here to have a chat. Yeah, awesome, and I, I think as well. I think that I think that's important because probably, um, especially, um, well, thanks for you know sharing everything that, that you've spoken about there. I think uh, on on some level, I think some people will you know resonate resonate with it because I think the um, uh, no, no no pun intended. I think the powerlifting community is quite strong um, in terms of you know actually uh, people are willing to, are willing to help. So um, yeah, hundred percent. Um, uh, check out um, uh, Sam's uh, content, but also um, yeah, from the from the chat today, I think it's been really useful. Um, so thanks a lot for taking the time to jump on. Thanks a lot to everyone listening, and I will see you all next week. Cheers for having me.